Heuristics are cues that our brain recognizes in our environment that offer just enough information for us to draft a reasonable conclusion on what it is that is transpiring. And our knowledge is interpretive. And, and what that means is that we have to associate and anticipate things just to get through the day. And, and that abductive reasoning uh, uh, and logical inference of information is the simplest and the most likely conclusions that come from the heuristics in our environment. Now, right now, you're going up there. Welcome to the Left of Greg podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today, we are talking about one of the human behavior domains that we teach in our training courses called heuristics. Now, there are a number of different types of heuristics, as well as various mental models that people like to use or discuss. So we wanted to talk about how we use heuristics in the most functional manner possible. During the discussion, we define some of the terms we use in different episodes, including what we mean by file folders. We give several different examples of how to effectively use heuristics in order to simplify decision making. Although this is a topic you could create an entire podcast series about, we tried to keep it as laser focused as possible so you could understand how we use this human behavior domain. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, Greg, I think I think we're recording and ready, ready to go here this morning. Happy, happy. Yes, you have a, a herd of antelope may may come by uh, and join the podcast uh, as they're waiting at any time, just so outside know. your house right now. Exactly, so. they're soon to be inside the house. The way they were looking at me, <laughs> yeah. maybe they're hungry. They're um, hungry and cold. So uh, one of them, only one of them had a jacket on. So yeah. you could tell they you're like kids at a school bus, right? They never <laughs> yeah, want to show the that they're yeah. cold. And the one kid's like, I don't know what <laughs> you guys are doing. Yeah. My parents said I had to wear my jacket. Um, exactly. All right. So so today uh, we, we're, we're going to talk about uh, heuristics and, mm-hmm. and a lot when it comes to sort of sense making and problem solving. And uh, there's a there's a lot in in this category. Yep. Um, we haven't really kind of discussed this specifically on an episode. Obviously, we talk about um, different examples or use this all the time. But there is a lot out there on, you know, what we call schema and different mental models and and when it comes into decision making. But the, the purpose of this is we're, we're going to be speaking at a conference here in a few weeks, and we're going to be talking a lot about this critical thinking and heuristic type thinking and prototypical matches and, and what it all means and how we sort of package it together uh, so to make it very user friendly, yeah. which is obviously why a lot of people like our approach so much is because it's scientifically sound, but it's also... Oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying here. It gets a little. We we try to simplify it a little bit, um, for the purpose of use, you know. So the, right. there's the, there's a lot to unpack with this category, but just to kind of give everyone a little background, we are going to be talking about this. So I wanted to just sort of do like 
we, we got to get on the podcast and, and talk about this stuff because there there's there's a lot in it and i know the people that are going to be attending the conference will want to hear it if you're not attending the conference doesn't matter we still get a lot of information out of this this episode and the way we describe it but um that's sort of the 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 kind of the preface to the conversation um i think i'll 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 start with you greg because you know to give sort of our definition of heuristics and how we use it because you know those of you who've been to our training you know we get into six domains heuristics being kind of the 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 big one sort of in a sense the the meat and potatoes the uh, the idea behind sense making and and cognition is 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 heavily reliant upon heuristic type thinking that we do and we give all kinds of examples throughout our course um and even the examples we talk about on the podcast are very similar right yeah. what, what, we're, what we're giving in, in here and on all the different episodes so um i think i'll, I'll start with you to to maybe uh, uh kind of define how we define it and i can always give some more examples of stuff that people see out there but um I'll, i guess i'll throw it to you to get started greg yeah and and uh, again i'll be debbie downer here because <laughs> there's hundreds of definitions of heuristics and none right. of them are going to help you in your day-to-day -day life so one is and the one is the one that we've adopted by uh, amalgamating a number of them into one pile. So I'll give it to you like this. Heuristics are cues that our brain recognizes in our environment that offer just enough information for us to draft a reasonable conclusion on what it is that is transpiring. And our knowledge is interpretive. And, and what that means is that we have to associate and anticipate things just to get through the day. And, and that abductive reasoning uh, uh, and logical inference of information is the simplest and the most likely conclusions that come from the heuristics in our environment. Now, right now, you're going, okay, what the fuck is he talking about? Well, <laughs> just wait just a second. Brian, you've got uh, 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 two kids at home now. And I guarantee that you've already played the memory game with your daughter. And sooner or later with your son, you're going to play the memory game as well. You lay the cards out on a table. There's like 20, 40 cards, whatever the number of cards is. And you flip two of them over. Then if it's not a match, you flip them back. And now you have to use your memory and you have to look at that card in your mind and go, holy crap, where did I see that? Well, at the beginning of the game, there's a lot of flipping. In the middle of the game, now it's oh, it's that second card over there. Oh, I hope that whirlwind comes up again. Okay, well, that's what your brain does. So imagine a bunch of file folders, and right away your psych teacher is, is uh, groaning because they go, "The brain isn't full of file folders." Yeah, it is. Back up, yeah. listen for yeah, just yeah, a yeah, five I was seconds. Say, definitely right. explain that because we use that term all yeah. the time. We yeah. use the term. So this is what I mean by a heuristic. So on the Manila file folder, there's got to be a header and language heuristics are independent of language. Mm -hmm. Language has only been around a short time in our development. So we don't use it when we're categorizing memory and, and when we're putting placeholders in our brain for anticipating future encounters. So what happens, Brian, is now on the outside of that manila envelope, you've got a starfish, just a little picture in the corner of a starfish. And all the, all the pictures on every file folder are in the same place so your brain can retrieve them very quickly. And so you know what's in that file? Well, there's a star and there's a fish and there's an ocean and there's flippers and mm -hmm. there's the galaxy and anything that could possibly be related to starfish is in there. Now, why is it like that? Because you have to drill down and go to different file cabinets in your brain to get all of the information. But heuristics make it so you can scan quickly as you're moving fluidly through your environment. So because everything around us is in motion, 
and we're cognitively agile enough to navigate it, then these complex encounters that come up, we don't deep dive. We don't deep dive and right. go, holy shit, internal combustion so, engine. I so, recognize that noise. Do you see what I'm no, saying? No, no, it must and, be a car. And, and we, so, we, we go car. So like automobile. in that sort of, in that manila folder, if I open it yep. up, like you give the starfish example, there's star, yep. there's fish, there's all these things. So each one of those things that are on there has its own set of file folders behind yes. it. Once you open the file folder, there's another so, file so, folder. So, and then and there's and a it, Rolodex, it, it, right? And it, it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going, uh, it, almost like it's fractal, right? Right. Yep. But but exactly. But, but um. But we don't because we don't have the time to go into yes. each one of those and check everything. We go, what's that first file folder that comes up? What's on that page? Right. And it and it sticks with that. And this is where people are wrong because people constantly write in their journals that that heuristic thinking is different than cerebral cortex uh, uh, investigation or or advanced critical thinking. It's the same thing. The idea is your brain chooses one over the other uh, uh, based on priority. And, and priority is based in humans on emergency or danger, Whoa. okay, or opportunity. So, so you don't, when you walk around, they're trying to say, well, sometimes they're wrong and sometimes it's guesswork. Yeah. If I come up on Starfish when I'm looking for scuba and I'm at a, a conference where somebody goes, okay, the trivia question is scuba, self-contained underwater and you have to Breathing finish it like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, right, your your heuristic you brain is going through the file folders really quick and go starfish. That's ocean related. And now you're digging around in there. That's not the way it works at all. What it works at all is it's like a series of stepping stones to get across a slick part of the stream. And, and your brain is smart enough to go, look, I can walk down to the bridge. It's right there. I can see the bridge. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to step on that log and that stone, and I'm going to go across here, even though my shoes are going to get a little damp on the other side. Why? Because it's practical. And they yeah. know that the decision they're making in that moment doesn't rely on their safety, security, livelihood, or any of those other yes. things. If, if it was in order of their, uh, uh, if, it, if it meant life or death, Brian, we wouldn't be re, re, you know, uh, resolved to only using heuristics. That's when my brain goes, okay, I now need a heuristic to get me in the ballpark. And I also need artifacts and evidence based on the cues and clusters that are forming around me. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Those things happen autonomically. We don't have to think about them because our brain goes, holy shit. And the minute our brain goes, holy shit, another wheel inside of our mind starts turning and it starts anticipating the problem and it starts bringing up the five or six file folders we're likely to encounter next. And so well, if you think of it in those terms, that hierarchy of, of, of how you think, we're constantly trying to make order out of chaos, right? Yeah. To, to create meaning from the experiences. But most experiences are meaningless when it comes yes. to our survival. So, okay, so that, is that, that fair? Well, and, and and you brought up a couple of good, good things that I, I want to hit on. One, the, 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 the trivia thing is a great example because Think about it. You know, you're you're in a sterile, safe environment, getting exactly. asked trivia questions or watching Jeopardy on your couch. Yep. Um, that's a very, very different way. You yep. can access more information that way, and e even even process it faster because your brain's prime knowing, hey, I got to look hard, I got to look deep, I got to figure out. And what they even give you a category, Brian. Yes. And even it, if it, the it category can, is it, ironic, it's a category. It, it contextualizes right? the information so that exactly. it allows you to, rather than just say topically on those Manila file folders, it lets you dive deep into those. Now you have a time limit in that, but but it's not tied yep. to anything other than a fun game, and your brain knows you're playing a fun game versus out in the world trying to figure things out and it's maybe a life or death situation because exactly you you, you brought up and i just just want to hit it real quick um you know you're 
brain using uh, abductive reasoning, you know, where you basically have yep. uh, just a bunch of a bunch of incomplete observations. You've got all the sort of input and then your brain puts it together with what's the likeliest possible explanation for exactly. all of this. So which is very different than the sort of de deductive or inductive reasoning where you have it's, it's very different where, where you can where you have some sort of structure like deductive is like, okay, I've got this thing. I need to reduce that down. I need to take yeah. the elements and and come to a very specific conclusion. Uh, you know, inductive reasoning, same thing, it, it, a little bit opposite way of doing it. But you get a little bit more of a general one where the abductive is like, OK, good enough here's what we think is going to happen and now your brain is so, always trying to get to that answer before always. you're consciously aware of it it, it has to yeah. it has to because it's learned over time that that's the most successful and most efficient way of navigating these conundrums that you face every day and when i say conundrums there's nothing like the conundrums we used to face we used to face the tiger I mean, yes. We used to face the, the mastodon. We used to the, face the other herd times. antelope was actually yeah. potentially. <laughs> right now they're like, they're, they're peeking their head in. <laughs> Exactly. What's going on in there? Tap, tap with their little hooves. But, but Brian, listen, why is this important in the development of HPPRNA and Arcadia? Because back when they asked me how I do what I do on the street so well as a copper, and would that be applicable to soldiers looking for snipers, IEDs, and insider threats? My answer was yes. And Madison Conway said, prove it. So we came out and we conducted a series of studies to prove it. And the reason that we use simple heuristic overlays is because we would show, and you remember this, we would show a group of people in class, a hotel uh, counter, uh, average hotel anywhere in the world. And we'd say, what's this? What's this? What's this? Well, what does that make that? Well, that makes it a hotel counter, you know, at, at a motel, hotel, anywhere. Yeah. Look at the four mic counter, right? Okay. And then what we would do is we'd put a gun on the counter, okay? And it's a little blurry and it's a little far away and you're looking through binos to see it. Now, what is that? Well, it's a gun on the counter. Okay, but if you use your reasoning and deconstruct and reconstruct the event that you're seeing, what's it most likely? Well, most likely it's a hairdryer. Why? Because a hairdryer is found in that environment. Okay, so if you were building a bomb to kill me, what would you make it look like? Well, I'd have to make it match the context and relevance of the surrounding area. And how would I do that in Afghanistan? Well, I, I guess I'd put it on a roadside and maybe use a culvert so it was hidden. So what we were doing is we were trying to create critical thinking through heuristic prototypical and template matches so that we weren't fishing for the fucking Marine. And people still yeah. don't understand what we were trying to do. We yeah. weren't trying to give the Marines a book. So look, look. Here, here's what separates from speed yeah, other people too. Yeah, kind of go prototypical yeah, yeah, template it, matching. It, it, and... let, let me back up and we can dive into that deeper. But look, you got a lot of people that say, well, I was on a Jaito contract. Yeah, but I worked for Jaito. They say, yeah, I was on a Jeffcom project. Yeah, well, I worked for JFCom. I was the guy that came up with the idea that they wanted to buy. You get it? There's a big difference. So these other people that are looking at it are going, well, how did you get to that point? We got to that point because what I didn't want to do, there was other people that were competing for the same thing that I was doing at the time. And what they did is they went forward and found the bomb maker. They went forward and found the IED. Yeah. OK, you know what they taught the Marines? Nothing. And they sold a bunch of books. What we wanted to do is turn that on its ear. We said that, look, a heuristic template match is an identical thing, like cars coming off an assembly line. Everyone is, is, is identical. Now, you look at the car and you go, everyone's a little different. Yeah, I got it. But the spec, the specifications that they're built to are the same. And, and yeah, they're identical yeah. to that. And, and so when, when we start thinking about how our brain matches information it certainly doesn't do it with a with a template 
our brain looks for prototypes. So instead of being a gun or being the blow dryer on the counter, what if we put a drill on the counter? Your brain is going to solve for X, but it's going to figure out the most logical and reasonable answer based on the surroundings. So are you saying I could find a, a, a gun by using the different pieces that would likely make up a gun and seeing them in the environment? Yeah. So that tube kind of looks like a barrel and, and that piece of wood over there kind of looks like a handle. And those little things that are laying on the ground kind of look like bullets. So even though my suspect or the person that I'm chasing has spread loaded them throughout the room, mentally, I can reconstruct or deconstruct or put things together very quickly and go, these have the makings of an IED. That has the makings of a sniper height. And that's called prototype matching. Prototype is when you use heuristics, little pieces of your environment to infer the rest. And that's all a heuristic is. Heuristics is enough of a clue that you can infer things from it. And those things are going to be right way more than they're wrong. No, and 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 there there's that's a that's a very simple way to put a very complex process. And and so, I think that, so. That, that that's that and that's sort of our goal, our point with it, right? I don't need to know that's what, our, our goal in class. Yeah. That's our goal with everything we've written, all of our webinars, every one of these podcasts, and certainly the book that came out. The idea is that can you, as a normal human, wrap yourself around these really grandiose theories, these really big, deep thinking theories and you that you use autonomically every day, and can you unpack them to use them to find a lost and, kid? To find no, that it, knock in your engine to, on your motor vehicle. Come on. Because, and, and this this goes into anything that's that's to create a fidelity filled environment that's cognitively yep. real is what we're talking about too. Not so yep. so we're, we're talking about how you sense make in your environment, how your brain works, and then obviously we tie that to how we we do that in training. Because your yep. your example right there is we'd be in a classroom, we'd move stuff around. Uh, and then have people act out certain things and they go, oh yeah, it's a hotel lobby. He's checking in doing this. And you're going like, we're in a freaking room. Exactly. We're brain filled in everything down to exactly. the point where you, that you, I mean, you, you, it will take the reality and add in what it needs to make it real. So that training is real to your but only running. But only reps. if it fits. Only yes. if it fits, your brain will not take disjointed information and jam it together unless there's no other answer and your brain is now forced to put those things that so, are incongruent together. So it'll either, it'll drop something that, that is yep. unnecessary to be there if it needs to arrive at a conclusion, or it will be sort of, it creates so much cognitive turbidity that it has to explain what the hell that element thing and is. So therefore there. it'll bring something in that's cognitively close enough, a UFO, a, yep. a Bigfoot, that's a, a Loch Ness monster. Yep. You get where I'm going? Because, hey, I got to close the loop. I can't leave a blank. I cannot have my file folders go uh, uh, starfish, scuba tank, uh, dolphin, and then blank. It can't because that would be a, that would be a missing piece of the puzzle that could get me killed in the real world. So the brain will search for something in other file folders and compile them differently and keep jogging them until it comes up with something and go, hey, it looks like a starfish. And somebody goes, well, that's a seahorse. Okay, close enough. Boom, put it in. And that's how your brain works because training uh, uh, for anticipation is what we're talking about. When we talk to Milo and Axon and when we try to talk to Virtra and those guys, what does that mean? That means that your brain is constantly trying to front load 
uh, uh, the file folders that you might need for this encounter that's coming up. And when you get a hint, like you were talking Jeopardy, and they've got a category, yep. I'm talking dispatch going man with a gun, okay? The anticipation of what we're likely to see at that event, that chaotic event, is going to happen uh, with schema. And schema will pop up in my brain. Well, if you stretch that word out a little bit right now on your paperwork, schema Schema is like schematic, which means that it's a plan. So your brain will come up with a preliminary plan so it can navigate that upcoming encounter because your brain doesn't want to ever be caught flat. No, but but that's the problem is that it it doesn't ever want to be surprised and and it doesn't want to figure things out, especially if it's potentially survival based, right? (laughs) That's the core. You just hit on the core, right? But, but it is, so it will create that schematic like you, like you said, but, but that's also where we get things wrong. Right. We if we build so, that so tree, if that schematic, ways. if that schematic yep. is wrong and I didn't get the right foundation, all right, the, everything yep. I build on top of that is come crumbling fucking down. You're when exactly the, right. When, Immediately. When, some, when, when that five mile an hour wind hits the corner of that building is that you didn't yep. plan for that. Right. So, I mean, so two things to, 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 to firm up your argument, which is already very, very, very strong. One, uh, let's go back to to the Greeks uh, uh, who invented the, the word heuristic. It meant to discover. It meant through uh, uh, all of your perceptions to discover likely things from items on the table. It's the original Kim's game for the Greeks. Okay. And then to uh, be cognitively agile enough to come up with inferences based on that information and deduce and induce the simplest and most likely conclusion that takes abductive reasoning, which means that you're sampling your environment quickly, but you're not doing it recklessly. You're looking for artifacts and evidence. It's not guesswork. So every time I read a thing that says, oh, uh, uh, what did it say? Availability heuristics are characteristically yeah, dangerous because yeah, yeah. they're so wrong. No, no they're not. No, they're they're not. only wrong in an if experiment you, that you conduct you created, yeah. where you create the inevitability. In life, they're rarely wrong. you know. And, and when they are wrong, it's so comical that in a movie we go, well, knowing what we know now, now do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And we all laugh about it because those inferences that are around us, the information that gets through from our brain, which samples everything and everything's in motion and reality changes over time. Uh, 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 does reality change over time? Look at this entire world we're in now. Well, we're not sure if it's fake news or AI generated or if the history has been rewritten or let's take down the the monument because you know yeah. our thoughts yeah. and feelings are not. Well, that's. Your brain doesn't understand that, Brian. No. Because your brain is running on heuristic template and prototypical matches. Templates are the things that are solid enough in my environment. A doorknob is a doorknob anywhere. And therefore, even though it's a little prototypical, this one's a latch and this one's round. And yeah. this one I have to, you know, uh, pull instead of push. My brain will figure those things out quickly. Quickly. That's the beauty yeah. of a heuristic. I know that that's a window. Okay. I know that that's likely an exit. Those type of things my brain does all the time. Don't get out of a moving car. Those are the type oh, of yeah, yeah. things, right? We're where, going where too my fast. Brain goes, you don't know how oh, fast I look. And you, yeah, yeah, my brain does a calculation, Brian. Uh, uh, the, the, the pitcher throwing a ball from pitcher's mound and you being able to hit that, it with your bat. That's those are heuristic. That's a, that's a great example. And actually, because I know what some of the questions are going to be. is like, well, how, you know, because a lot of people, especially, I mean, you brought up some law enforcement examples, like yeah. you, law, most, most law enforcement officers have, have more you know, 
file folders, more experiences than the average person by by um, orders of magnitude, right? Just but, yes. but because they're just constantly dealing with yes. people all day. Or if you're in customer service, same thing. Or yep. you're you're a server or a bartender, right? You look at someone and go for that environment. You go, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. You're you the go, subject you matter. Go, but but now the difference one with the police is usually it's so many different types of environments in a sense. Like you're in someone's yep. home, then you're in a business, then it's this call, then it's that call. So right. So, so you, you have to be a mile is, wide and an inch deep. Yes. But but does that mean that you're less canny so, so when let it me, comes to anticipate? Let no. me let me give you an example yeah. and then you put it into to the other term. You get you, you know Yeah, I just got a screamer of headache animal oh, freaking me out. No, no, no. look uh, let's go well, on, shall we? No. Hey, by the way, that was a heuristic taking yeah, off the I know, glasses, I know. grabbing you're, the bridge of my you're nose. Grabbing the bridge of your nose. Um um well I think your headache is actually making you slow down and be way more logical. So that's that's good. Well, thank <laughs> you. It's that it's that the handful of Advil uh uh PM and the shot of bourbon that I took yeah. before we started this yeah. morning at seven. So so, yeah. so you, you, here, I want to, I want to, I want to give an example. Yeah, no, let's unpack that, and, then, and then you do that because you know, kind of gets back to uh, how do we do that and why, why do we sort of get things wrong in a sense. Yeah. So, uh, a perfect example is there's a great. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I've certainly talked about it in class. There's a great documentary uh, called Fastball. It's all about the evolution of the fastball in in Major League Baseball and yeah. how you know because they went back and said, well, where was it measured and who had the fastest? Because then they figure now actually Nolan Ryan had the fastest because where yeah. they measured it from, technically he was throwing like a hundred and seven miles an hour but yep. back then it registered lower from where but either way and so what what they explain is you know uh, they'd have these they had some professional ball players on there some hitters and like oh you don't understand when that guy would pitch um when he'd throw his fastball just as it came across the plate it would rise up as i was swinging it would it would actually it would actually go up in elevation yep. which is defi would defy the laws of physics because as it the defies ball, logic certainly right well, as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand it's coming down especially as a fastball on on on, right. on on a specific trajectory and it's falling because of gravity now what how straight that trajectory is also has to do with the speed of it right and and the rate of fall but what these guys what what you know the scientists would then come on and explain would go well you're used to hitting a hundred mile an hour fastball so your brain has already made that determination to swing as that ball leaves the pitcher's hand, right? Because you don't have time to wait for it to get any closer. So you already made that decision. Right. Your brain is using heuristics. It's calculating exactly where that ball should be. So you know exactly where to put that bat. Well, the problem is if you're used to hitting 95, 98 mile an hour fastball and someone throws 107, that ball hasn't dropped as far. So it's actually higher up than it is. But because you made that mental projection of where that ball yep. should be going and where the trajectory is, all of a sudden it looks like it appears to you, it per, you perceive it as is it rising as it comes across the plate. Well, it didn't do that. So the, I, I just love it too in the documentary. So, like, well, well, here's the best part of that. You know, the scientists explained, yes. well, this is how heuristics work and this is what it is. And then the batter's like, all right, man, you get in that batter box and you tell me what happens. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's like, I know what I saw. And it's like, well, what you saw was a mental. It's how your how yeah. your brain has to capture it so we can repeat it, because that's the idea. I have to create a file folder for this encounter. And therefore, those assumptions lead to theories. Those theories lead to uh, scattered breadcrumbs so I can find it again. Well, that's the schematic, so, so right? It, it, exactly. The schema. So, yeah. and, and you're exactly right. So. So uh, let's talk about two things very quickly. First of all, uh, you know, my my dear departed friend, Dr. Bill Harrison, his site, Slow the Game Down. Ryan Harrison still taking that now. Yeah. If you want to look at what Brian's talking about, look at the, the, the series that Brian's talking about and look up my good friend, Ryan Harrison, and Slow the Game Down. It explains a lot of that. And Brian, we did a lot of that research to save marine lives and to pick our optics and do all that other stuff. Uh, the second thing is that when you 
are building a file folder. The critical thing you have to remember is you're not picking and choosing who gets in. You've got a, an entire yeah. team inside of your brain that's going, I'll take that one. Now yeah. that belongs over here. Yep. That's where things can go horribly wrong. So if training is well-intentioned, but training falls short of creating mental models, then what happens is information gets jammed into file folders, scientific term willy-nilly that Brian uses all the time. <laughs> and then like my antelope friends in the backyard, it's all confused and mixed up. And when it comes it, out, it, it comes it, out as it, a jumble of information that you still have to sort through, which is inefficient. And so your brain calls that a corrupt file folder. Okay. Corrupt file folders are constantly coming back up. Hey, do we want to fix this one? Yeah, not right now. Do we want to fix this one? Yeah, but it'll likely never happen again. Hey, shouldn't we fix this one? The, the schema keeps coming up because it's broken and the AC and DC and the power and the light doesn't go on. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So your brain is taking an inordinate amount of time trying to fix corrupt file folders. And you know where that comes from? That comes from when you don't understand the training you're in and it doesn't have a logical sequence for your brain to pick up on and go, okay, it's where's Waldo, except this guy's got a gun. Oh, wait a minute. It's not a gun. It's a hatchet. Yeah, oh, wait a, a minute. Cell it's phone. a it's a gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not, you can't prompt the brain to solve for X in those circumstances because it's not realistic based on what they have on the ground. That's based on surprise. That's based on, on the jack in the box. And my brain has a hard time equating when that would be important. Like, for example, I'll give you well, a you, calculation. You, you can't, you can't, you're, you're rolling you, you, the dice. You actually cannot, you, are, you but, can't but, use but let me give you an example to, of how to, to project right, when that's going right. to happen. So, so Bayes doesn't fit in the door. So you're looking at it in the yard and going, gosh, wouldn't it be great if I had an architecture? So let me give you a, a, a heuristic that we all violate all the time. Have you ever had your uh, fuel light come on? Yeah. To tell you, you okay. And you kept driving on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. I know well, I, I did. got a little bit of I'm coming ago. from Utah and I'm not anywhere near Grand Junction and it comes on and Shelly goes, you got a lot less than a quarter. That's uh that's the, uh, the, you know, the, the, you're out of gas light, whatever it's called. And, and uh, I look at her and I go, babe, on all these cars, yeah, you, it's you called an idiot 50, light. You get, You've got another miles. 55 miles, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm saying that. And we're going, okay, <laughs> what do we do with that engine warning light when it comes on? Do we go and get it checked immediately that morning? No. As a matter of fact, we're more inclined to put a Band-Aid over it so it doesn't distract us while we're driving back and forth to work, burning oil uh, like a 1912 tank. Okay. The idea is that, Brian, we violate our own best policies. Why? Because we constantly try to outthink our brain. We've evolved to the point now where this Rolodex of file folders comes up to prepare us for the event, and we push them out of the way and go, hey, uh, number three, and uh, can you supersize it? And those things that we do, I'll give you one more, conflating that language matters in these encounters. Your brain isn't looking. Each it's single letter, and whether it's capitalized or italicized, and where it falls in the word, and how my brain sees each one of those different, uh, uh, gosh damn, uh, you know, cave uh, drawings. That is just going to complicate things. So if you go into a training scenario and you're too ambitious, you're actually undoing how your brain works to save your life. And, and so when they do the things like the red triangle, right square, all that other stuff for that moment at that time, well, that's, they're gauging you. That's a parlor trick. They're gauging yeah. how quickly you can get on that uh, uh, target. target but if yeah. you think that's going to help you when you're out on the street, 
uh, de-escalate a situation with a man with a knife, you're out of your mind. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's why we're so uh, vociferous. We're, we're loud. I know we're loud. And I'm a lot louder than you. But we're loud because every time that I read something about heuristics and somebody says, oh, it's prone to failure and, uh, you know, it's merely guesswork, that's horseshit. Your brain has been doing it for yeah. tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of years. You need to stop, take a giant evolutionary step backwards and trust your brain signals. Well, and, and that, you, you, you brought up, you brought up a, a number of, of um God, you brought up a number of stuff, and then I threw in their bays as well. But the idea and is, I like bays. So I, I here's why I like bays. Bays well, is a working architecture that, if you understand bays, it means probability and statistics also assist in you making decisions, and your brain calculates that while you're in motion. Now, well, bays went to the point to actually write it down: this experience plus this experience. Okay, so so I'm Bayesian in thought, yes, but I but, don't apply but, his statistics. To my analysis, does that, but it's, is that it's, fair? Yeah, because it's in his whole thing was you know based on prior knowledge of conditions, you can Precisely. determine the probability of an event. Now, and that's likelihood. That means he's predicting, and I like that. Well, we we absolutely use it at a a, a theoretical level, not yep. in a mathematical sense, because you can't with a lot of the situations that we're talking about. You could right. with the things that he was describing and, and right. that they were talking about. But but and, and once so, you take it outside the laboratory, Brian, it's a it's a different set of standards well, where the logic still applies. Your but, but the per the the individual assets that and facets he brought up. But won't. but this and this that goes into what everyone's trying to do with different data collection, looking at it, and it's they're yep. trying to give a score or. A number or percentage or likelihood it's like well it's 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 not about likelihood you you can't calculate to some number of likelihood of this happening but you can use it as comparative is is this person uh more likely to give up right now or are they more likely to keep running exactly right now? so as a as a spot on based on your prior knowledge of the events you can use that as a comparison between 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 right between likely outcomes so, so Brian, so you, you using can, your can't logic say yes is a 97 yes. chance of of continuing this or he is a 20 chance. no yeah but you don't need to go into that but you can say if we keep putting a gas pedal down and chasing because this guy you're, he's gonna run an intersection and we, because we we exactly. look at because 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 that's the thing that's the thing, especially with the different police incidents, because of the complexity level of them, we look at it from what the person is doing and forgetting to put in all of the input for what we're doing and how we influence and how the random person walking by and pulling out the video camera yes. now influences the situation. And yes. all of that is in play. However, as unique as each one of those situations are because because that's why you can't and we, we've had this discussion with some before was trying yep. to just create well you just can repeat these certain ones and that's all you need it's like well no no because these are all non-repeat they're 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 that's down events. and backwards that's well, not well, how well, your brain will e calculate e the forward e each interaction is a naturally occurring event that is not repeatable because if you changed one one factor just yes. one small seemingly small factor it would completely change the outcome yes. of the situation so so yes. th so this is why we rely on heuristics and and that's and why that in Hoberman one we had the officer view an officer already on the scene right why hasn't that been done perspective is everything is and that focus point so brian to use your logic go back one one minute uh folks and listen to what brian is telling you so brian is saying that if we use bays as an architecture but we don't use the math equation when we get out into the street we'll still come to the same logical conclusion. logical conclusion so yeah. i will tell you to prove that by using gravity 
Okay, so there's a law of gravity and yeah. how things fall in a vacuum or in yes. reality or on the for, earth as opposed to on the measurement. moon. Yeah. Yes, but we know that if the guy jumps from that balcony and it's too high up, he's going to squash like a bug. So what we're doing is we're reducing the algorithm to a usable chunk, understanding that uh, the same thing with uh, uh, when we're driving, centripetal force and centrifugal force and not being able to make the turn and, and driving a big old Crown Vic and having the anti-stop brakes and sliding through the intersection and T-bone somebody because I'm overdriving that car. So what we're doing is we're using math and physics and science, and we're using them at a level that the average person on the street can understand without saying A squared plus B squared because we don't need it. And that's no. what a heuristic is. A heuristic is cognitively close enough. It's enough information to form that reasonable conclusion. And we don't stop there. This is why it's not guesswork. We add artifacts and evidence to support reasonable conclusions. We do sense-making and we do it to problem-solve. Okay. So how do we do that? We adapt the sense-making. Look, we're constantly negotiating our relationships with our environment, with society, with other humans. And while my brain is doing that, it's using pattern recognition. These mm -hmm. things generally add up to me going to lunch, the siren in town, my stomach grumbling, those types. Those are all heuristics. And so those heuristics in the moment tend to tell me, hey, it's time to go to lunch. So don't relearn the wheel. Start adopting this into your training now, those heuristic templates and prototypes. And we did it with Combat Hunter. We did it again with ASAT. We did it again with Kodiak. And guess what? People became better at spotting anomalous or incongruent behavior in their environment. And that's where the danger lies all the time. So heuristics are the key to that thinking, Brian. Right. If we and didn't he, have heuristics and, and, and the, heuristics were so faulty, we would not be able to do what we do with such a great degree of accuracy. And and that's why we you know, say it's not about you know what to look for in your environment. It's how to look in your environment. It's how to process exactly. You can't know what yes, to look sir. for they're, they're, unless you're doing something so laser focused and specific. But at yep. that point, it, it, and... It, but that's a that's sort of a a, a different different case. Uh, you know what everyone always wants to know is like, well, well, uh, how do I do this? How do I not jump to an unreasonable conclusion? And and yes. not just that, but you know, you're you're talking about. Um, so so if we add an element, okay, if we're going to look at all of this as sort of this algorithm, or, or I'm taking in all this information, yeah. it all depends on the context, and and there's certain things that are going to weigh more and factor in more. So so one exactly. obviously the situation, two when it becomes something about survival or it becomes uh, uh um you know tied to that in some way whether it's your survival or the other person in the incident um that increases the pressure on the system but you actually i mean you you, you tell me this you you tell me what you think when i when i say it this way you actually limit the amount of potential possibilities there are because because when, when meaning when someone is in sort of that um survival mode and i'm using that in a general term whether everyone yes. just likes to say fight or flight it could be freeze it could be whatever but but it do doesn't exactly. matter what, what we don't it need is. that yeah it, it, they're they're in that um because your cog your your cognition is very limited in that point and it's only focused on your survival you you you're only going to choose a few outcomes it, it limits the amount the range of choices you have we're in we're in that we're, we're watching jeopardy greg and we're trying to come up with the answer i've got all kinds of things i can use i've got time exactly but 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 it's not a survival situation so so it's not going to be as narrow focus so so and, in and sense, even though the time is counting down 
the brain realizes it's a game. There, the, the temporal That's element the is extremely exactly. important. And if exactly. I add that, which is why you you brought it up with the even the book, slow the game down. Why why would yep. you call it slow the game down? Because if you if I put a t- ticking time bomb on, that's why those shows are so exciting. That's why we all yep. think this is the worst. That's why we all think. But what if we need to get this intel out of this person because they're going to fly another plane and stuff? It's like exactly. stop putting that temporal element on it because you're limiting your ability to 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 sense make and problem solve in the situation. You're exactly. So that right. kind of makes sense. I mean, because yeah, what everyone wants to do sense. is is how how do I do this and how do I not get it well, wrong? Like, how, what how they, did we get the whole? The, we had to fight. And it wasn't just us. We had a fight about non-criminal barricades. How many times did we have to come up for air and say, look, why are you surrounding this house? Why are you using all these resources? He's alone in that house. He can't hurt anybody right now except himself. And while that would be tragic, that's not what your SWAT team and this cordon and everything else is for. And then people started thinking, wow, well, maybe that applies to other things. Yeah, uh, there's rarely a caper you have to drive uh, uh, over the speed limit to with your lights and siren. And as a matter of fact, everybody that's ever been a cop or an emergency worker or first responder understands that there's an additional element of complication and danger when you are running lights and siren. That's why there's laws about those things, yeah, Brian. That's and that's rules, why yeah. there's the rules and training and everything else. So what you're talking about the gift of time and distance applies universally along all of these things. The more time that you get, the better decision you're going to make. To your second point, having less to think about. When you go from your prefrontal cortex, your executive center of your brain, back to your limbic brain, your limbic brain starts excluding things, sounds that don't matter, mm-hmm. uh, 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 motion that doesn't matter, vision uh, but, uh, that doesn't matter, Brian. And but, why but does it, it do that? To prioritize. But it, but it chooses what it thinks matters and doesn't based on what it it, believes your survival is exactly and it can only choose from what it's been given one hardwire stuff that we're hardwired like breathing blinking swallowing autonomic reflexes uh parasympathetic nervous system responses all that uh, and sympathetic of course uh uh, heartbeat the circadian rhythm okay so here's a whole book right here but these other things are things you learned along your life like when dad comes in and dad's had a couple of drinks and your mom is already fucking screaming at him from the driveway, you know, there's a beating that's coming and you know that if you're at ground zero, you're going to get gonna into get that. in the way. Okay. Yeah. So all of those things coalesce, Brian, and that's what we're talking about. Why, why our system, look, if we only stopped at heuristics and only walked around looking for them through a big spyglass and we wore the Sherlock with the Calabash, yeah. okay, then, then yeah, we're going to be wrong sometimes. But if we use that as a gating mechanism, we use heuristics to get us on the field, and then we use our artifacts and evidence and uh, uh, reasonable uh, suspicion and probable cause and all those other things, we're going to be right a lot more than we're wrong. Are we still going to make mistakes? Even the best scientists with the best uh, Look, uh, uh, ask Sally Ride uh, uh, if that's the one that exploded when they were going up into space. Uh, those people were uh, the, the best scientists in the world with the best pilots and the right. best everything. And Brian, shit happens. Okay. So what you can't do is you can't look for a zero defect, right? What you have to do is you have That's to look for possible. optimal yeah. uh, uh, human performance given uh, 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 the complexity of the situation. And I will agree with you. There is no more complex thing than being a law enforcement officer because the law Look at how many things are in the law. We have Congress, okay? Uh, 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 we have SCOTUS. Uh, we have the Bill of Rights. We have all of these different things to make sure that the law is right. And you're out there with a six gun on your hip 
And your job is supposed to be to interpret all that stuff. Well, they get the luxury of interpreting it for four years or or for six months or, or pouring over it with, uh, uh, you know, the greatest minds in the, in the world and a copper has to decide now, now look, I'm not saying it's not dangerous to be a 7-Eleven clerk, but rarely will a 7-Eleven clerk have to think in the moment as uh, uh, under such dire uh, uh, circumstances, right? Uh, and well, make the conclusion that a it, bunch of lives are going to last. Well, long. because it, it's they're only they're only you know they they can be an an inch wide and a mile deep. Where where the in in the other case yeah. you have to be a mile wide, but you only get to, you only get to be an inch deep. You know, and you I mean? only get seventeen seconds to yeah, do it that, because we that, always think we have to get there faster. We always think that we have to make a decision quicker, and a lot of times that complicates us to the point that we failed, something breaks. And what breaks is our advanced critical thinking skills because we think that right now, if I don't intervene, like the whole idea behind de-escalation has been around forever. And that's where we got the gift of time and distance. And that's why we capitalize the gift of time and distance for you to remember that it's that important. Why? Slow the game down, like the Harrison say. We don't need to rush to an uh, a conclusion that's going to put a round peg in a square hole. That's going to be an, an unfortunate accident that we see coming, but we were first, you know, I mean, uh, like in a pursuit, Brian, you don't have to be first. You're kind of going to be second, no matter yeah. how, and, and maybe third or fifth. Uh, uh, so we have to stop thinking that way. We have to think heuristically because heuristic thinking is what your brain has been programmed to do anyway. So if we can lubricate those channels, build myelinization or myelination, uh, depending on where you went to school, uh, then we can have those synapses firing just as fast and draw much more reasonable conclusions. And we can save a life on both sides, both sides of the barrel, both sides of the badge by slowing things down in here, in your, uh, my gigantic German cranium, uh, 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 before that shit spits out of your mouth. And you know, that, that goes back to, um, sort of that that anticipation of likely yes. outcomes and and that's the thing is that is again still based on prior knowledge and past experience yep. and the given within the framework of the given context that that you're in and and that anticipation is so powerfully important and and th- that's what allows you to get ahead of the curve so yep. you're not reacting so you're not yep. relying on the jack in the box method and- what, what, what's your job of your amygdala brian to search out those things in your environment that may be a priority cue and lead that person by hand your amygdala takes them by hand to the front of the line in your limbic system and knocks on the door to the prefrontal cortex and goes, hey, you may want to consider this. And it does it tens of thousands of time a second as you're moving through your environment because sense make is the most critical part. That's why SPAR, sense make, problem solve, adaptability, resilience. Read about in the book. If you get the book, go back and watch us on, on webcam highlights. Come see us in class. If you can sense make faster than a cunning opponent, you can save a life. That's it. Or you can get an opportunity and and you're just trying you know you're trying to 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 get ahead it's it, as much as you can whether that's yes. a quarter second or a day or a month it doesn't matter it, whatever, or a whatever. piece of paper or a leg of lamb uh, uh, survival is measured in in nanoseconds it's measured in food and water uh, uh, i'll give you an example the guy died up on the mountain and and uh, i haven't slept in a couple of days because his damn headache it'll go away it's fine uh, stress related to to my dear friend brian's uh, uh, you know, uh, baby or something, truck it up. It's not the antelope in the yard and the bear that 
digging through our trash. Uh, but uh, as, as you're looking at these things in your environment and you're trying to make sense and order out of them, life happens and life is a complicating factor. And now that cop that's pulling up to the scene, that's stepping out, that's thinking about his dry cleaning, that has all those other situations. Those are issues that are going to uh, belabor uh, that person's brain. But if we don't equate them when we go into the training, Brian, I take so much time on minutia that when I hand you a student guide for the upcoming, whatever it's going to be, how, how many pages is it average? How many chapters? Yeah, and, and you always look at it and you shake, you got that smile yeah. going right now. You look and you go, fuck, here we go again. But why do we have to go in that level of detail? Because that's how things work. That's what your brain has taken apart. Your brain rarely gets one message that's big enough and strong enough and powerful enough. I'll give you an example. So you you will be looking at a female in a bar and you go, I want to be on that. And now you have a drink. And all of a sudden, the limbic system starts taking over and your amygdala is measuring, do we have any other suitors? And I don't want to get too drunk, but I want to be drunk enough to be cool and not yeah. be an idiot, right? And all this stuff happens. And now we create inevitabilities down that path, but we stunt our sense-making and our critical thinking. Why are we willing to do that? Because we're our own worst enemy, Brian. Right. So, so if that happens in a bar when all the influences are right and we're going towards something we really, really want to love and it's probably yeah. going to be fun, not dangerous, imagine what happens if we turn the tables and now we've had too little sleep, too little food, too little time. You get, you get what I'm trying to say? And that's why we take so much time building those scenarios so your brain goes, man, they weren't really talking about the stolen car they were talking about all the other factors that we missed on the way to the door with the driver and that's what i'm talking about brian not everything in police work comes out with a fatal consequence but that's where we go the the grand central uh station everybody calls it grand central station is like your brain but it's not a station it's a terminal grand central terminal why is it called that because that's where all the trains end up they end there that's the end of the track. So if you're thinking of your training as Grand Central training, the inevitability of it ending with a violent confrontation, then you're not considering the 350,000 other capers that happened that day that didn't make the New York Times because they didn't. They well, didn't end in a and, violent confrontation. And, and that that that's that you're getting into how the our own, not ours, but how how in general, our own way of training uh, for these events can can get in the way of us doing this because why? There's always an inevitability. There's always something's going to happen. There's a, and yep. it's like how many times do we do a scenario where nothing happens? And it's like, well, wait, they didn't do anything. It's like, no, but you have yep. to explain to me what's the hierarchy of that group. Why do you think yep. that? What? Why did they come in this way versus that way? What does this mean over here? And like, does that mean in three moves? The white chess piece is going to be in a position to shoot the queen. See, that's what we're trying to think yes. of, Brian. But you can't do that if it's a Barney Miller ep or, a, a, you know, what's Buddy Epson? Barney Miller, right? Where it's an episode where it's going to be solved in 30 minutes or an hour yeah. or a family guy where we're going to get six laughs and then they're going to get to the punchline. That's not how life works. So you have to stop thinking of training in that manner. And and, and people tell us when they're doing the training, well, you're only going to hold their attention. For the, uh, have you no. gone to our stuff? No, We've had them for hours out in the sun, Brian, in camouflage with a spotting scope and they're breathing. Screaming and yelling. Yeah. At each other, right? So th that's what we bring to the table. And that's we bring with the heuristic. The umbrella that carries Mary Poppins in says heuristic. It's a big H all over. Everybody thought it was heroin. It's not. So. That's, that's that's a deep reference right there. Um, now, it, it, that's that's um, 
that's a lot to unpack. Um, and, 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 and there's more. Uh, listen, listen, we could sit here and talk about four or five different types of heuristics and we could explain why well, the brain uses that, them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then, you know what we're going to do? You're we're gonna be chasing the our shot group. Exactly. We don't need to, Brian. In this issue, if a human being understands why we use heuristic thinking, template and prototypical matches in this manner to build fidelity-filled file folders, okay, if they understand that basics, then they're going to go, holy crap, these guys have something I've never heard of before well, they, they, and nobody else they, is doing. They, and this is why we give the our, our, our examples to people like, you know, go find a feral cat or wild cats in your environment. Exactly. Like, what the fuck does this have to do with learning? And like, it has everything to do with it. Cause As a matter of fact, Schrodinger is out there right now going, kitty, 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 <laughs> because he loves yeah. the idea so much, right? But same that's, thing with that's the, the point. Same thing it's, with a shopping cart, Brian. It, it, if, if you it, see a person it, out there searching for a shopping cart on their day off, you know they've been to our training because that's weighted differently. You said 30 minutes ago, uh, things in your environment are weighted differently. Exactly. And if your brain prioritizes information, why don't you? Why don't you prioritize training? And there's a ton of training out. Why? Because after a bunch of cops got killed, they flooded the market. So absolutely every Kubaton instructor, well, sidekick, that- match, this and that. But is that in your best interest? Is that in your best sense-making problem solve leading to a decision that's a better critical decision? If the answer is no, then that training is just taking up time. I'm not saying don't go to training. I'm saying go to as much training as you can. But fund the type of training that's going to build your cerebral cortex, that, that's going to take your brain and open doors that you never knew you had. Well, that's that, the type of training I want to go to. No, and then everyone calls stuff. Well, yeah, we got to build in some critical thinking skills or that, you know, there's some decision making in this. And it's like, well, well, no, you're laying it out and you're saying there's only these two or three decisions to make. And it's like, there's a whole world out there of things that you can do. There's an entire timeline that you can manipulate. And I'm going to write this down because I don't want to forget that, Brian, you're you're so canny. Uh, 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 There's this thinking of worldview and we hear it in the press and we hear it everywhere else. Worldview is actually killing you. Because what's happening is you're seeing that there's one set of circumstances. There's one ring that combines them all, you know, that rules them all, all that other thinking. There isn't. Okay. So stop looking for it. The idea of this one thing that you can apply to everything, Brian, the idea is that critical thinking is key because your brain already does it sociologically, physiologically. uh, It it does it in so many psychological uh, uh, things that you anticipate. And and if that word, like some people go, well, psychology is still enough. Yeah. So is math. Math is still a growing science. We're learning shit every day. So what I'm telling you is stop with your lexicon. Stop insisting on new biases. Stop coming up with words like, uh, uh, you know, imposter, you know, uh, syndrome and all this horse shit. And look at what we're telling you. We're telling you, you've probably learned enough in your life right now to navigate things daily. Huh? Yeah. To, to get to work, to get home, if you're, to watch if you're alive yourself, and to listening to this or yeah, you're yeah, probably you, doing okay. You've got, so, you've got something to start with. So why know? wouldn't you use that packaging, Brian? Why wouldn't you use that staircase? Why wouldn't you use that underpinning in future decisions? Because your brain wants to go there anyway. And anything that you're doing outside of that, 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 and people go, well, you're going to learn more. Yeah. You're going to learn more and it's going to complicate things. And I'm not saying be stupid. I'm saying go down to the minimalist decision-making points and heuristics will take you there and heuristics will serve as a wonderful uh, 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 scenario builder for your training as a wonderful 
answer key for off-duty roll call as a wonderful uh, catch-all at on-duty roll call. Hey, uh, what's the brake fade on that, you know, scout car parked down in front? What's brake fade, Sarge? Yeah, exactly. And then you go, Brian. Those are the heuristics I love. You throw it out there, right? And and now minds want to learn and they grow. What do we do with kids, Brian? We do the same thing. Yeah. What do we do with STEM camp? We did the same thing. Uh, uh, everybody else at STEM camp is going, yeah, I'm going to go out and fly the drone. Well, that's cool because you got to use that. But who's opening up your brain to all the things that you need to know before you grab that toggle and all these other, that's us. And And you know what? We're restricting our job market because a lot of other people are saying, well, yeah, I go from training to training to training. Okay, we don't do as much, but when we do it, it's profound and it sticks around. I'm still getting calls from people that took our training 40 years ago. You get what I'm trying to say and say, hey, saved another life or, or, or you know, the SEAL team that says, hey, that song that you got in our head, that ear would help me not get into an ambush. Brian, that's magic. We get that all the time. And we're very lucky. Because we stick to yeah. one thing. We don't do Actually, a bunch we just, of things. just got a couple on, on Instagram as well. Another guy uh, from, from group out at Fort Bragg was like, hey, wait a minute. Was that guy teaching soft classes back in blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, man. He's like, holy shit. I've been using that every day since I went to that class. I still use the terminology today. That was 10 years That's ago or so eight cool. years ago. Did, did he ask if I was fatter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're, you're, you're thinner now, probably. I am. Okay. You're so, actually uh, way thinner. Uh, this morning, the workout, which complicates my headache. Shell and I haven't been sleeping well because we just had updates on both our flu shot and COVID at the same time. And so for whatever reason, it just threw off our rhythm. Yeah, exactly. And it happened with the, the sun going up and coming down different because the hour changed, right? Yeah. So so this morning, I go, okay, when I get onto the, because I got the elliptical in the, in the, uh, the assault bike right next to each other, I said, I'm going to warm up on the assault bike, go over, and I'm going to run as fast as I can for a mile on the elliptical and then come back over. Guess where I ended up? I ended up on the floor in the bathroom crying, going, yeah. okay, that was stupid. Uh, but see, in my brain, Brian, I'm still that guy. I'm, I'm still uh, the one that can pull it off. But guess what? The heuristics that I created in that room led to me being wrong. That's where heuristics can go wrong. Hey, I've got all the tools. I must be a fucking gymnast. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. what I did do is I well, didn't check the Fitbit. Okay. Do you understand why, what I'm trying to say? That's, so, that's a great. That's a better way. I, I I should probably start using that instead of using the one that just pisses people off or I'm like, yeah, oh no, you got all the gear. You got the short barrel <laughs> rifle with the suppressor and the optics yep. and the helmet yep. and this, and you've got all that shit. And man, and I always look at it and go, hey, that's really clean equipment. You must spend yeah. <laughs> a lot of time cleaning it. Oh no, you don't. Oh, you just don't spend a lot of time fucking wearing Shooting it. it. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, that's my biggest thing. I never see so much clean yep. equipment before in my life. I was like, Hey man, yep. uh, and you know, agencies are full of it, man. It's not, and, and here, here in a the big agency, uh, the guy that got killed with SWAT and you're going, what does that mean? That means that anybody can, it does not matter where you are in the chain or in the stack or when you're going through that door, you have the same risk as everybody else, even the person sitting out in the car or, or uh, stopping vehicles at the intersection. And you have to learn how to manage risk. And part of what we do is we teach you how to manage risk internally. And I'm still making mistakes. Brian, I'm 62 years old and I'm still making those mistakes. So that means there isn't a perfect answer. There isn't a threshold where once you get there, you have everything. You have to learn every day. You have to well, get out there that's, that's in the environment whole, and mix it up. That's even a whole whole nother conversation uh we we do tend to want Stewie, whole nother it, it, exactly <laughs> we, we we do still we oh well, we want that that the answer then okay so yep. is it then we need this type of training right it's but like, well, i i went hand. to the answer you get what i'm trying to say it, no, is, no, no. Is when i got thrown into the closet downstairs <clears throat> okay the idea was that i had the answer 
I had the answer right in my palm. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't have the support group to put together for that answer. So I fell short of the mark. And yeah. that's what we're doing with our training. What we're doing is we're saying a certificate or uh, uh, an accreditation or those other things are going to save me. That tack vest is going to save me. That helmet is going to save me. When at the end of the day, it's you that are going to save you and you that are responsible for your safety and security and, and, and your well-being and your growth and your marriage. Look, if you're a great yeah. cop and a shitty dad, if you're a great cop yeah. and you're breaking up with all your relationships, are you really a great cop? That's all. I'm well, saying, that right? that's 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 the thing. We get so domain specific, or just one area, and we can grab onto that. And we get, yep. that's the classic. I know so many guys who just are total studs in the yeah. gym, and they just put up more They're weight than you can possibly imagine. They eat like they they damn near count the grains yep. of rice on their plate. You know what I'm saying? And then the rest of their life is a complete mess. And you're like, hang on, you have you have the discipline, you have so the the work ethic. How to, can to you be not successful? How are you not? How are you not taking what you do successfully here in every element in your freaking life? And so, you'd be, you'd be an unbelievable human. Look at the people we respect and admire. Yeah. William Atkinson. Look how yeah, he started. Yeah. Look yeah. how he ended. Okay. Look where he is. Well, we don't know that today <laughs> with, you know, with a ligature mark. Uh, but the idea, look at Eric Collier. Collier is the same yeah, way. Same Collier thing. has yeah. discipline in everything he does. And he that's does, why he's still yeah. our friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Chris Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Look at what Chris Rhodes aspired to. He bit off more than anybody could chew. And guess what? He's still nibbling and he's yep. still moving forward. So, so, uh, and everybody else out there that I'm uh, not mentioning now, uh, Brian Willis is another good thing. Uh, uh, when we're talking about the secure dad or we're talking about the yeah. distinguished savage, why have we been friends with those guys for so long, Brian? Because every single day Ooh, they put on the gloves and they get in the ring yeah. and they're ready to go. They're That's, ready. When that bell rings, they're ready. We don't have to go, hey, where's that guy? How many times do we have to come out of the hotel at, at 4.30 in the morning when we're headed to the range and go, could somebody call his room? Could somebody go up there, right? Because there were six guys in the stack, and invariably the two or three people down in the car had to wait for everybody else, Brian. That's the type of stuff we're talking about, man. And and again, the topic was heuristics, which yeah. is vast. Huge. People study their you, entire you can, yes. life on you one can, aspect can, of it. Yeah. And I think we did a great job of bringing it down to usable chunks. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I hope I, so. I, I, I hope so. I understood what I, I said. Yeah, well, I did too. That's yeah. so there's two of us. Yeah. We must be. We must be right. But it's the same um, bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that. That's... Yeah, and and Brian, I the only I'll shut up now. Anytime I hear that heuristics are guesswork or heuristics aren't critical thinking, or there's a difference between heuristics, I'm it, telling you, stop reading. Look, I love Kahneman, thinking fast and slow, all that other. But and I I I love our buddy from uh, University of Central Florida. Klein is a genius. I love yeah, all of them. Yeah, but but, but every he, once in a while, yeah, you got to walk means. out that door and go out on the street and and see that the application is where heuristics. No, are. and I've had other subject matter experts at that level say this kind of similar stuff about Klein. It's not bashing Gary Klein at all. No, it's he's, he's a freaking genius, but, uh, but it, it's, it's the, okay, well, this is in the book. You have to go, it's not translating out onto the street. And, and that's, yep. that's, that's the, that's the, the thing. theory it's, does the theory does, but I'm talking about the practical application, application. Is quite different. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it is. And, and, you know, to that, that's what you, 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 this is why we focus too, especially when, uh, on on anytime we have people in front of us that we're teaching is what does this mean to you? What is your yes. experience with this? 
What is yep. your example with this? I gave you an example from me. Now you give one from you that you instantly recalled when I put that photo up or that you, when you, when we told that story, because yep. why? Because you have an entire lifetime of, of experiences to draw. I, I don't care how low, you it's know, so... level your experience is. You have so much to draw from on your own that you can use in a new, so it's not everything Another... you walk into is new. There's certain right. elements that are always going to be the same. You knocked it out of the park, and let's talk about another heuristic. So, you know, my dad and my uncle both worked for Sears. Don't even know if Sears Roebuck and Company in any manifestation of it is still even around, right? But uh, uh, Ted Williams was uh, uh, an incredible baseball player and was sort of the thing. So every uh, 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 pistol or rifle or shotgun was a Ted Williams edition. If you bought it through Sears, it was a special edition. Uh, You know that people right now, uh, by a certain type of batting glove or a certain type of uh, catcher's mitt that's got the name of mm-hmm. a person they admire. Why? Because it's a totem. We think in our brains yep. that that's going to imbue those skills upon us. When at the end of the day, that's, it's a piece of leather, Brian. That's right? why all of these companies that are out there right now, and that that's the perfect explanation yeah. of what every gear, tactical company, gun manufacturer, yep. same thing. It's, oh, those guys use this. Be like so this guy. I get that. I mean, and it's so, it's so Put prevalent. the chin strap on and you got it. And, and it really clouds our ability to make, you know, good decisions. This, this is why influencer but marketing works so well. it's 100% the human condition, yeah? But because this is why- that's who we are as humans. And that's why as humans evolve, the part of us that shouldn't have evolved was the part that we want competition to the point of I'm better than you and look at me and this. And if we would have stayed, we're optimal human performance. What we are now is in the nether regions past that where we're saying, man, that energy drink is really going to spike my power and I'm going to, you know, be able to yeah. do this and that. And you know what? It's just a human and humans have limits and the, the earth has limits. And you're going to run into both of those one day and you're going to go, holy shit. I wish I would have spent a little more time in the library. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a good, that's a good point to, to count. This was, my headache is gone, first of all. And, and I, that's bad. Shat, actually, shat that myself means you're about to, that's, Does anybody not, else smell burning toast? toast? <laughs> Brian, yeah. Brian, is what? this going to be one of those where you're like, exactly. "Hey, I, when when I die, I need you to check my brain." Is it one of those? Oh, yeah. in the, the yeah, but it's, it, it, it's it's worse than that. It's I need you to check my browser. Yeah, so just clear remember. My, clear my. That's browser. not funny, that's man. Good. It's so true. So, all right. That's yeah. a, no. Uh, hey, really great conversation. I really uh, uh, enjoy these type well, of deep I, things. I, do, I, do I really too, do, and I would love some some feedback from listeners yeah. on it. Um, and because I, I'd like to know what parts speak to people or what they have other questions on. And I know we have our Patreon side; we always yep. answer questions on there as well. Um, it's okay because, to disagree with us. We use what works for us. Yeah, no, I would. That, that's what I would love too. You know, we don't get too much of that where people say, "Well, no, you got this part wrong because here's why." But I would, I would, I would l- welcome and love those conversations mm-hmm. too because we don't, we don't. You know, it's more just what do you, what do you mean by this, or how do I use that? How do I use? Because that's the big thing, and I know everyone's gonna ask, "Well, how do I use my past experiences?" Then how do I get that? It's like, yeah, well, but you, Brian, you, there's got to be something that's relegated to the webinar, yeah, to the in-person class, to the book, of cor- of because course. we can't do it we all in an hour there. format. No, we just no. can't. No, and, and even if we did, even if we did, even if we broke down uh, uh, all of the chapters of the book and the usable chunks and lecture series and all that other stuff, you're not going to get it as well as being in person well, with course. us at that's, that venue, at that environment, walking around and, and, and the, 
you know what makes the class the in-person class the people in the class there's yeah. never been two that were the yeah, same, the same. And, and, right yeah. and, and the influences of those folks and that were in fort worth or that were in you know alexandria that changes everything, Brian. And that's the most fun. That's why I'll never stop traveling. You know, I'm going to burn out in the class one day and just face plant. And you're going to have to cover me with a raincoat and keep teaching yeah, keep for going. three days. Yeah. You know, just so push you him, will push anyway. Him, push him out in the hall. Should, <laughs> should we check to see if he's okay? No, he's dead. Uh, he's probably dead. Exactly. He's close <laughs> enough. You know, I think he's still breathing. Exactly. Yeah. I, he's talking to you, Brian. Shut up. Just put him he's, in the hallway. He's asking you, know? you to call oh, 911. That's what I was going to tell you. So the, the resilience, last thing. The resilience, the guy, the mountain climber, uh, oh, yeah. the, the headache ended. Yeah. And so now it came back to me, Brian, he died in August. His dog was alive and healthy and waited next to him and didn't eat him, uh, uh all the way till they rescued him th this week. That dog found water, found stuff, found nourishment and kept coming back to that hiker I I expecting his hiker, his man Something was going to sit back up and walk off with him. Wow. If that's not a tale of, of how much. Uh, you could do with training and you're saying, yeah, it's a dog. I get it. But the idea is the guy died. The dog didn't. Right. So there's certain things in your environment that, that, uh, that you can change and you can challenge and training will get you there. So man, shout out to that dog. Glad he didn't eat the, the yeah. decaying corpse of his, it's going to be a hard sell at the puppy pound, you know, Hey, <laughs> dog's pretty resilient. Is he? He's got bad breath. What do you mean? You know? Well, exactly. You don't want once, to <laughs> once you get the taste for uh, that human flesh. Uh... Yeah. I would say don't sleep too deeply the first month that you have him. Right? <laughs> make, sure his, make sure his 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 bowl of food is How always horrible. Is that always over full? Uh, hey, I got to go check on my animal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in. We we did cover a lot in there, uh, uh, so that there's a, there's a lot to unpack. But I I would appreciate if if people have questions, you know, reach out to them. Left of Greg at gmail.com. Yeah, let, please reach out to us. Let, let, let's. And if you got a thumbs up every once in a while, it's great to hear good news. It's great to hear that we helped you in some small way navigate your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you know, I think that's a good good spot to end on. I appreciate everyone for tuning in and feed the forget, dog. Yes, don't forget to feed your dog and that train. Training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we appreciate your support.